Greetings, everyone. I would like to start off by saying thank you for allowing us into your lives every week. Welcome to the Family Healing Breaking Cycles podcast, your one-stop shop to life, love, and family. Every week, we will touch on real-life topics from a family's perspective, of course. I am a family healing motivational coach, a mother of four, two kings and two queens. I'm also a sister mom of two kings and a grandmother of three and an auntie of two as well. As you will see, the more time we spend together, we have a unique family dynamic. The topics that we discuss are things that have made impacts on our family. And as we share our experiences, we hope to help other families break cycles as well. Let's get started. Welcome back, family. I'm Tamika. I'm your host. I'm here with my co-host, and I'll let them introduce themselves. Welcome back, family. I'm the oldest child. <laughs> no, oh, you can call me Nell. Lord. Sick me. Right. Um, Give me a Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> family, I'm the youngest of the Jasmine, but you can call me Jasmine. <laughs> Welcome back, family. I would like to start off by giving contact information. Um, our Instagram is FHBCP underscore. Our um, Facebook is Family Healing Breaking Cycles Podcast. And our email is Family Healing Breaking Cycles 78 at com. Those are just some ways that you can contact us also on your other digital podcast platforms to leave reviews and things like that. Um, I also wanted to talk about the extension of uh, the brand Family Healing Breaking Cycles with the Journey Journals. Um, they're on Amazon right now. Uh, my Peace Journal and uh, My Forgiveness Journal by uh, Tamika Plummer CLC. If you type those things in, it should pop up. These are just... Uh, beginner guided journals uh prompted journals that give you six weeks of journaling for someone that's interested in starting to journal or just want to write their thoughts down and things like that their affirmations um you know enough pages for you to be able to document your feelings every day or your journey every day so check them out they're um on Amazon and for that beginner person that's looking forward to journaling, but a little intimidated about the commitment. So today's discussion will be, are relationships one-sided? Excuse me. Are relationships one-sided? I would... Now, we know that all relationships are based on 
individuals and how they cater and tailor their relationships to the individuals that are in them. So we, okay, we established that part. Every one relationship is not the same. Every two people aren't the same. So I don't, you know, and a relationship is a relationship, whether it's a same sex relationship or opposite sex relationship. I think at certain levels, it only matters because when you match two energies, like two estrogen energies and two testosterone energies, this is where things change a little. So when I say, you know, relationships are different and catered, I think those relationships are a little different because you do have the same sex origin. You don't have the opposite sex origin to kind of, I don't know like how to put it. I just feel like it's different in the way that we know two heterosexual people you have a male and you have a female so at you know at some point that relationship is going to be opposites in a way because males and females are opposites of course so in my opinion two sex relationships would be I mean you know not that they won't work or anything like that but I think it would be missing a piece because you have two of the same sex. So you don't have that opposite piece in certain, you know, in certain situations. That's the only point I was trying to make there. But depending on who you're with in all scenarios, like even if that's my main go-to scenario, it depends on who you're with. And that goes for anything far as, I mean, just pull, just pull anything out of the hat. Like if you're frustrated all the time, if you feel like you're not going anywhere, if you feel like the relationship isn't going anywhere, if you know, you don't feel like you're grown, like whatever the issues are, it's all about who you're with. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Like the person you're with is a reflection of you and what you want in the relationship and what you're going to get out of it. So if you continuously stay with a person that, you know, constantly drains your energy or constantly, you know, they don't elevate you. They don't help you to be a better person. You can't see grown with them and things like that. Then at the end, you know, at the end of the day, something like that can be, you know, one sided. But for the most part, it's all about who you're with. You have to find that evenly yoked person that God has for you in order for it to work. It's not going to work any other way. Now, I think you could look at one-sided and double standard as two different things. Like a double standard, you're going to say, oh, a man can go out here and do what he want to do, but if a woman do it, it's a problem. So that would be a double standard. And then, of course, the relationship is a lot of double standard. But one-sided, I would think, is more geared towards a thought process. Even though double standard is too, but double standard is like an action to me. So <clears throat> you can go out here as a man and have sex with all the, excuse me, all the women that you want. And, it may, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. But if a woman does it, it's an issue because she's a woman. And all the excuses that they give, oh... She's the bearer of life and oh, her body is a temple and all those things. But 
that's a double standard or just any other thing. But one-sided to me means the thought process in the relationship, the growing of the relationship, like one person thinking totally differently than the other person. Like a double standard is more so to me a selfish action in a relationship. And one-sided means to me like, we have different thought processes on where this relationship is going to go or in the relationship you think one way and I think another way and it's stunting the growth of the relationship. And that makes sense. Like it's like, to me it's like two totally different things. So yeah. So a relationship is one sided is who you're with. So if you know you are with somebody where the relationship is one sided, then you probably don't need to be with them because it's not going to never change. Not saying that people don't change, but if you've come to the conclusion that this relationship is one-sided, that means y'all have had plenty of talks about it, plenty of arguments about it, plenty of sitting down at the table about it. So at this point, if you come to the conclusion this relationship is one-sided, why are you still there? You didn't just one day wake up and say, okay, it's one-sided and never had to talk about it. Never said that you needed some action done for it to change. Of course, this is your last result because you've come to the conclusion that this is one-sided. Then why are you still there? Because it's probably not, it's going to stay one-sided. Because now you have to find someone, the person that you're supposed to be with, to where it's not one-sided anymore. It's an equal thing. But people prolong the inevitable as humans. That's what we do. It's nothing, Is no group, no color, no social economic status, nothing. The bottom line is as human beings, we do so many things just by human nature that it is what it is. So as human beings in this instance, we, it takes a lot for us to walk away from something. Not saying that first sight, you suppose, you know, like they're saying where it says if a person shows you who they are the first time, leave. It didn't mean if they showed you who they was that one time and you just running off because you have commitment issues. No, it means if they continuously show this side of them, believe that's who they are and get out of there. So if you're in a relationship that's one sided, get out of there because unless they drastically change or, you know, decide that they want to do things differently and see it your way, you're just going to prolong the inevitable. Be with them for a few more years because y'all going to break up anyway. And you done wasted more time that you could have either been doing some self-reflection, some healing, or opening the door to the person that's supposed to be in your life. Because as long as you stay with someone that you're not supposed to be with, the door is going to be closed to the person that's supposed to walk through it. I think I, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, uh, being one one sided, like you said, I the I guess the thought process of each individual, and if they're not discussing it together, then you might have uh, the woman that feel like. The man should do everything. Right. And he don't feel that way. But he might not voice his opinion on it. For, you know, whatever his reasons may be. And 
But do you think in those relationships like that, because that's totally just, at some point, and this is the part that I don't get with that. At some point, if you're in something like that, at some point, didn't you know that that's how that person felt early on? That's that's a then they show some signs at some point that first of all, most of the time, if that's what a woman thinks, she's telling you that. She's telling you, yeah, I I feel like a man is a provider. He should pay for everything or whatever the case is. She kind of telling you that up front because she don't want her time wasted. So I never understood why a man or, you know, when we talk about men, but why a man stayed in something knowing that this woman was of that nature. I think stuff like that, I think, you know, they have their like their own agenda. Both parties, you yeah, saying? Both parties. Like she made, you know, did she gun hold about the man is to protect and provide? I don't want him to mess about it. He might not think that way, but then you got the ones that oh, I don't think I can change your mind, kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, oh. I, you know me. She say that now, right? But if I talk to her, you know, I come to her with this, you know, this budget plan. You know, I'm paying majority, but I want you to get the cable and the light bill. Right. Okay. You know. Yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. And the, it don't work out that way, as you know, at some point in time. But then now, I you know, assuming you know, feelings are involved, sex and stuff like that. So. So you I'm start, yeah. Those right, you ignore the red flags of certain things, which to me, like you know. To me, another way of saying ignoring red flags is prolonging the inevitable. Because at some point, I'm not saying people can't change. It happens all the time. But we're just having a regular discussion. I'm not digging all deep into all that. All I'm trying to say is at some point, you're prolonging the inevitable. Because let's face it. They're not going to change. Who they are is who they are. So you're just sitting around holding on and holding on and holding on. And three years from now, y'all gonna break up anyway because if you, that's a leap to have someone feel like you should pay for everything and you feel like that you shouldn't. What are the odds of that working? We talking about that, that's a, that's now that's a one sided situation for you. You really just prolonging the inevitable. You know, at some point, like that woman is not changing her feelings about. Who what she feel like a provider is? I think it's so many scenarios where, of course, it can be one sided. That we we are probably never cover all the bases. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I say that to say that a relationship can be one sided. It's just I guess all about are we talking about it kind of thing versus trying to you know brush it under the under the rug and not pay it no mind. And again, like you said, you the, the inevitable will be whatever will happen because you're ignoring those red flags for whatever your reasons could be. Yeah. Yeah. But I think once you get to the point where you put that toe tag on it, that is one-sided, I think a whole bunch of conversations that have been made already. I would think. Now, let's face it, people do have communication issues. They don't know how to express themselves. They don't know how to problem solve. And quite frankly, some people just scared of it, scared of confrontation. They don't want it. 
So there are people that have gone on in relationships for years because they just non-confrontational and they do love the person. They just let anything happen. But for the, I think for the most part, once you get to that point where you labeled it, there were some conversations and nothing just didn't get, you know, done about it. Oh my God, this relationship is so one-sided. You, whatever. So you got to that point. That means now you want something to be done about it. So what's the label part? Saying that it's one-sided? Saying that it's one-sided, yeah. Like, that's a label at this point. If I'm with you and we've been together three years and I'm at the point now, oh, my God, this relationship is so one-sided. You are so one-sided. You don't see my, you don't see where I be coming from. You don't listen. Like, you, I be trying to tell you how I feel about certain stuff and you just ignore me and don't do nothing about it. Like, that's frustration point to me. That's, I mean, that's, that's just my opinion on it. Like at that point, I think some, I mean, I'm sure some, some, um, immature stages where it was just like, it was the first conversation, Well, you know, this relationship is a little one-sided. I feel like you, whatever, but I think for the most part, no, like you've been like that and enough is enough at this point. And it's all about, again, who you're with. We try to force these relationships. Oh, my gosh. I see it all the time. Like, it, like, and I know, I know, I know. It's easier said than done. You're on the outside looking in. All that kind of stuff. But even with that being said, I think it's fair to make the assumption and say, okay, even if that's the case, like, and I should, I'm okay. I'm going to be that person that be like, you know, you prolonging the inevitable, like, like what's going on here, whatever. And then you want to say to me, it's not that easy. Or I should be able to have a rebuttal and be like, but okay. Like you need to do some type of self-reflection or something like that. If you feel like for a second, that if you're in some, if you're in a relationship that's been for years and you're not happy and communication is not flowing and things aren't change, changing, that you're with somebody that you probably shouldn't be with. And then if you look at some of these situations is we're married, been married for so long, you're comfortable, you have children, like whatever the case is, but none of it to be because you feel like it's a person you should be with, you're happy, it is healthy, or whatever the case is. No, it'd be all these other variables that you're comfortable with, and that's why you stay. If people just took more time to sit back and think and, you know, do some self-reflection, some healing you know some loving themselves and things like that you will realize and see okay you know I was that person before I get it so I understand it but I had to make some move I had to put the key in ignition and put my foot on the gas you know like start there just put your foot on the gas if it move a little bit whatever but you have to start somewhere you can't just keep sitting back with the key there and not turn it and not put your foot on the gas. Start somewhere. Don't just sit around in stuff and with people in these one-sided, unyoked, unyoked relationships because you just prolonging the inevitable. And during the midst of prolonging the in- inevitable, all you're doing is hurting yourself more. That's it. In the midst of it all, you're not getting happier, are you? No. You're getting more miserable. So, 
in the midst of prolonging it, it there's, there's some sacrifice there. You might not see it because now you're used to it every day, whatever it is. And you just, whatever, I guess that's what life is because we married and got three kids. And I guess that's just, no. But listen, I'm just talking, you know. Some people will say, you know, make it sound easy. No, I don't. Never use that word. I've come a, I've come across women that have been married for years. They're in their fifties, sixties, like they that they were quiet and silent for so long, and they ready to throw in the towel. And guess what I did? I ain't say stay in there because you fifty or sixty. I say get out. That's what I was about to ask. Like at that point, let's just say fifty. Let's go with sixty. There's a good chance they was married, let's just say hypothetically. 25, 25 years. 25 years, yeah. So, at 60, would it, is it too late now? No. Say anything? It ain't never too late. Your peace of mind is, is never too late to, for your peace of mind. Now, see, that would not that that's what you're doing, but I'm just saying that's the thought process of a lot of people, and that's just an excuse. You can't use that excuse not to... Go to make yourself more healthy mentally, to live your life, to do what you need to do. You can't use that as that's the same thing as using an excuse like we have kids. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Nobody said that you had to go out here and just be jumping right into the dating scene because it's sure enough nothing out there and it's not the same. You can start dating yourself at 60. That is not old, but at the end of the day, no one, you're, trust me, it's going to be so much healing going on and so much peeling back of layers going on and introducing your old self to your new self going on that that's going to take years. And by that time, if you are ready for companionship, if you are ready to start dating, it's going to be on your terms. So no, it's not too late. And yes, I did say leave. Why would you be contemplating it? If you didn't really want somebody want to hear somebody say leave, because you probably been listening to the people that say no, stay. You've been together for so long. What you going to do at sixty? You can't date at sixty. All the negative stuff. No, I say get out. I don't care how old you are. Roll. Get your life back. Get your peace of mind back. Find out who you are. Figure out who you are. Fall in love with yourself. Date yourself. And we're at that age with, I'm sure there's some trauma there or whatever. It take years to get to the peace of mind part. It take years to get to the healing part. And if you real, if you really stick to it and it's really what you want to do, you won't think about anything else. So the age doesn't even matter. You just got to make that first step. You know? I agree with it, you know. Everything you say, you know, we barely agree on a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, but my answer to that is our relationships one-sided depends on who you with. Yes, they can be, I suppose. If you with somebody and it is, you need to reevaluate who you with. I'm sorry, that's that's my answer to, to most things. Evaluate who you with. Like, seriously. Figure it out.
It's no excuses now. It's too much information out there. There's too many life coaches out there, too many men, pastors out there, too many groups out there, Facebook groups, Instagram groups. It's social media. It's TikTok. Man, it is too much information out there for a person to feel like they need to stay in something that they don't need to be in. It wasn't like this five years ago, 10 years ago. Now, please, if this, if you were 60, and that's what you wanted to do. I bet you you could type in and find you a Facebook group of women supporters that 60 that got out of marriages and to help you figure out how to push forward. It wasn't like that years ago. So uh, to me, anything that you need support on and you don't know how to go about doing it and it has anything to do with being healthy or healing, you can go find it. There's no excuse. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The only excuse is the ones that you're making. For yourself because you're scared. The excuses are made out of fear. You know you should have been gone. You got every excuse in the book not to leave. Get out. Yes. First of all, change and all that is not easy. This is the point I'm trying. But you have to be willing to do the work. That statement is real. We heard Ayala say it. We hear Oprah say it all the time. You hear people just say it's work. I don't think anybody really understands what that means. You have to be willing to do the work. Or you hear somebody say, I did the work. So now I know my worth. So on and on and on. It is work. Depending on how much trauma, depending on how many layers need to be peeled back, it is work. You didn't get that way overnight, and you're not going to heal overnight. You have to be up for the challenge. When I was on my healing journey, I must have quit on myself, man, a bunch of times. Because it was too many layers. It was too much emotion. It was too dark and too deep. And I would stop for six months start up again do it for three months it just was until i got to the point where i just did it straight for years and it was hard work it was emotional it was grueling it was taxing it was tolling it was testing it was triggering it was just everything you know it it is look you just got to be willing to do the work and there's always going to be more work to do and new work to do and necessary adjustments because life changes and your view on life changes and your mental changes. So there's always more work to be done. But the bottom line is once you do it, you'll see and you'll look back on things like, whew, yeah. You in something, you don't need to get out. There's one side is not feeding you anymore, nurturing you anymore. You're not growing or anything like that with this person and it's toxic and it's unhealthy. Get out. Yes, it can be one sided depending on who you with. What y'all say? I agree with that answer. What about you, Nettie? Same. Yep. Depending on who you with. For sure. You got a gym over there, sir? Sure. See what I got for you guys today. Sometimes your second choice is what you needed more. Hmm. I mean, uh, you know, uh, is that relationship related? 
I can be right there. Go, yeah. I mean, yeah. However you want to take it. Right, however you want to take it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave that there. You know, I don't know how to take it. So I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to ponder too much on it. Family, we want to thank you for letting us into your lives. You know, if only for a moment, all, you know, the. Oof, we in some days and times, we in some days and times. If you aren't right with your spirit, with your soul, you better get right. Because I'm here to tell you, if you're not walking in your steps and you're not walking in your purpose and you're not, you know, doing what you need to do, I'm going to just leave it there. And as always, talk to you soon. Family Healing Breaking Cycles streams on your favorite app on Mondays at 12 p.m. Just add us to your favorites and you'll get alerts when new episodes stream on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and others. We would also like to thank our sponsors, KKP Vending. If you need a vending machine at your location, you could call them at 267-407-7678 and also Lounge 21 at 1639 South 21st Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19145. And you can also follow them on Instagram at Lounge underscore 21. And follow us on Facebook. Family Healing Breaking Cycles, and we would love to hear from you. Or you can also email us at Family Healing Breaking Cycles 78 at yahoo.com. And don't forget to leave us a review in your favorite app as well.